When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends, Kristen Balboni and Will Bryan. Presented by Morris Jenkins. Welcome to the Happy Half Hour Podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. And Mr. Jenkins told me his plumbers and AC techs secretly wear Panthers jerseys under their uniforms. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. Well, Will, you know, we're just doing this episode, no real reason. We thought we'd do an, an off-season update. You know, how was your holiday weekend? Pretty quiet, right? Yeah, very quiet. I, I was reading about the NFL rule changes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I've been doing for the past month. I'm really excited about this new onside kick format, and we're going to spend 30 minutes talking about that today. We thought it'd be a good a good focus it really for the would episode, because, yeah. you know, not a lot going on in the Carolinas. Not at all. Certainly not quarterback-wise. <laughs> Um, but yes, as every Panthers fan certainly knows, certainly everyone who's listening to this podcast is that the Panthers traded for Sam Darnold on Monday, which was a company holiday. Yeah, it was. Which was fun. It where, was. A, where were you when you found out? I was. <laughs> when when, when you question. when you got a push on your phone. <laughs> found out before the push will. Oh. Uh, but yeah, if you ever get a, a push notification from the Panthers, just know that it is at Panther Stats guy Will Bryan on the ones and twos. Yeah, pushing so ev- through those every, notifications. Every time there's a there's a apostrophe error or there's a misspelling, no, you know where it came no. from. I still think it's cool though. We were talking about this the other day. When I get a push notification, I'm like, that's Will. That's <laughs> that's Will. Um I was at home, which was odd because I'm always here. You know, I'm mm. always at the stadium. And because it was a, a holiday, I said, you know what, I'm gonna hang out. Like doesn't seem like anything's happening. And um, it kind of gave me, so actually, April 6th was my one-year anniversary, and it kind of reminded me of being starting work at home, you know? It, mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've been at home, and some big news broke, Yeah, Panthers-wise, because I, I worked in the stadium. I was very lucky to be able to come in and be part of the testing um, since training camp. Right. So it was really the first time in eight or nine months where I'd been at home working on this big thing for the Panthers and it, it, it felt uh, it felt odd where I, were you I tell was, me your story <laughs> I was at a driving range 
I had spent the entire weekend just kind of chilling, being at home, you know, doing some odds and ends work. And then on Monday, I was like, you know what? It's a beautiful day. I'm going to get outside. It was a beautiful day. I'm going to go, you know, I'm not going to play 18, not going to play nine, just going to go, you know, get some swings in. And, you know, was told, get back to your computer. Immediately. Yes. First of all, well, why would you ever not have your computer on you? As, I, I honestly, <laughs> I almost for everything did, you do. I almost did bring it with is me. Is it not handcuffed to you at all times? I mean, it's right here. Yeah, it's right next to me. But no, I almost did bring it. But then I was like, you know what? I'm only like ten minutes away, five minutes away. I can get back if yeah. anything happens. And I didn't need it to. We're going to get into all of that, and we've got a, an incredible guest coming up. If you want in-depth analysis. On Sam Darnold and this trade, I mean, who better to talk to than Jake DeLome? We're going to talk to him in just a little bit. And and Will Bryan, Panthers dad. I mean, obviously. On, on Twitter. I think I think you were looking at me, and I think you might have thought I was going to say you. And then <laughs> I said Jake, and you kind of just like nodded. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay. It's Jake. It's, it's the real quarterback, <laughs> not me. Um, so, and, and, you know, really, really big news. We're going to break all of that down. But first, I mean, we got to talk about, you know, even bigger than the Sam Darnold trade. In Panthers news is the fact that our very own producer, Matt Hogan, got married. And this is the first time we're getting a chance to see you after after the big event. Honeymoon. How was everything? It was. Thank you, Will. It was it was great. Um, I came back today and you handed me a gift from the Panthers digital team. So that was a nice little I don't know. I was telling my friends, they're like, how does it feel to be married? And I just said that I feel less important now because the week and two weeks and month before I was yeah. like the guest, you know, the the guest of honor and everything, and now I'm just like a regular working guy now. So. It is funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm married as well, and it, there is this like VIP thing that comes along with it. And now you walk in back to work, and you're like, you know, does anyone want to get me anything? Yeah, like, does I, anyone <laughs> want to, you know, take my jacket from me and make sure I. I I don't no, need I don't anything. Have a photographer yeah. following me. Yes. <laughs> My ego's shrinking, but uh, it's nice to be back. Welcome back. Congratulations. Thank you. We are uh, we are so happy and happy to see you. But but back to the 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 Darnold news. The second biggest news, of course. So, Will, we got to do. You know, like I said, we're going to talk to Jake in just a minute, but we got to bring back Will's stat of the week. What is your Darnold stat? Sixty percent of the time, it works. Every time. Stat of the week. Well, there's a lot of Darnold stats, so I'm going to go with this one. Um, the Panthers have not been known as a team that's been a trader or very big in the trade market over their last 26 years. Mm-hmm. Darnold's only the third quarterback they've ever traded for. Really? Yep. And the the other two weren't, you know, big names. It was Jeff Lewis in okay. 1997 for from Denver for a couple of late round picks, okay. and then Josh McCown. Okay, Josh McCown's a big name. Don't disrespect Josh McCown. Josh McCown is a big name because that was, we traded for Josh McCown in 2008 thinking, you know, here's this, you know, veteran, you know, kind of, you know, second half of his career. No, he was just beginning in 2008. <laughs> Are you kidding real? me? Um, so Josh McCown, obviously, like, he he knows Sam Darnold. He yes. was with the Jets, like, a couple years ago. I mean, Josh McCown has been playing football for 45 years. <laughs> so, but yeah, the, the Panthers traded a seventh round pick for him back in 2008. So that, Josh, McCown, Josh McCown played with Sam Darnold and Jake DeLome. Oh my goodness, you're right. <laughs> you gotta ask. You gotta we gotta ask Jake about that. Yeah. That's awesome. You're gonna blow his mind with that stat. Yeah. I love that. You're dude, you're laughing so hard oh, at yeah. your own I just, discovery I just right now. Of it. <laughs> That's gonna make a great tweet later on Panthers at Panther Stats. Guys. I gotta I gotta figure out whether McCown was still in New York or if he had just left when they drafted Darnold. I mean, he was close. He was there. 
feels like he was there, but what do I? I don't he, have a, he played yeah, there I don't have in, it in front of me. He played there in 2017, the year before they drafted Darnold. Yeah. I'll, I'll check. I'll check the math there. I'm yeah, looking at it. We up. gotta know. All right, so let's go back to to what Monday looked like. I love doing these behind the scenes kind of um, look into what your job looks like or what my job looks like or Matt's when something like this happens. Because of course, when the news is announced, there's articles, tweets, gifs, memes um, coming out at a rapid pace once it's announced, and it's really incredible to see. And, you know, I was uh, helping a little bit in terms of uh, some production stuff and, and organizing, but, but really because Sam was not available for interviews, my role on Monday was, was much less than yours. And you are right in the thick of everything as uh, someone who is controlling the website and, and push notifications and editing and, and all sorts of different stuff. So what does that look like? You're at the driving range. You get the call that says, like, how dare you leave your computer for less than three minutes? It should be, you know, attached to your, um, to your hands at all times. I'm just kidding. That would never happen. But uh, w- what happens after that? So, it, thankfully for most of us, we've, we've been through things like this before. Mm-hmm. You know, this kind of the, the vets of this group, you know, you've gone through so many breaking news events that you kind of know what, what the elements are, what the buttons to push, you know, kind of the order of things, how it all works, and knowing that when it happens, it's going to be a fog. Like, I think part of the things that I think some some people, when they come in, they're like, well, what's the, you know, what's the process? You know, how, what's the, you know, who has to approve what? It's just kind of like, you do your best, but it's a fog. Like, you're just, you're, you're going to double check things as much as you can, but quick, quick has to happen. It's got to be quick. Yeah. So, um, you know, when, you know, when, when I got back, you know, you're working on, uh, building photo galleries, uh, looking at, at highlights. One of the things that, you know, there's this whole uh, kind of back end of NFL highlights that I was trying to find, uh, you know, Darnold's career-long pass was a 92-yarder to Robbie Anderson yes. in 2019. But the problem was it wasn't still on the NFL's back end. So it was like, well, I really want to have this video published as soon as we go live with this, but I don't want to alert anybody because the NFL, mm. they would have found it and put it in our back end immediately. But it's like, I don't want to tell them yet. So, I mean, and this is, you know, this is when we're, ju- we're just finding out, you know, it could happen any minute. You know, so we're just trying to go as quickly as we can to get all this uh, this content. And uh, so, you know, I'm waiting on that and just trying to get everything in place. His bio, got to write a bio, got to Photoshop his, his Jets headshot into a Panthers jersey, mm-hmm. you know, working on all of that. Um, you know, knowing that there's a whole other crew in some other space doing all the things for social and getting all those things ready and, um, you know, videos, all that stuff. And then just kind of, you know, having a couple calls with, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. All right, we're good. Is story going to, yep, story, okay. And then it's like, boom, it's happening. You just get the, the text, it's happening in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then you just kind of go to work. It's, it's push notifications to the web, to the app. Um, it's bio published. It's putting a breaking news alert all across the website. It's a photo gallery. It's then getting the videos from the NFL. It's looking for more ones. It's finding a tweet for Panther Stats Guy, which um, I wish there was a Twitter edit button. I'll just say that for all of my, <laughs> my great followers that pointed some things out to me. It was uh, passer rating and not completion percentage for those that know. Um, Oh, that that'd be a big difference. I did not get to yeah, see that it all happened, in the midst of it happened very quickly. And by the time oh, that I cut realized yourself it, a break, yeah. you're doing eight thousand things. Right. So it, that's what it was, guys. It was eighty-eight point five passer rating. 
Um, but yeah, so you, and then you're looking for stuff like that. You're Be a great completion person. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I need I to know, go back right? and look now. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, we need an edit button on Twitter, right? I think that could lead to. That's a whole different I rabbit know. hole. Oh. But for but for honest, hardworking uh, people like you, yes, like sure. you could have one, but not everyone. You okay. can have the you can have the the first and only. Yeah, edit but, button I mean, in by my the, mind, by the time I saw it, it was like we're already way down this road. I wasn't going to delete it at that point. You no, know, you just can't. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, so there, there's a lot going on and then it's like, okay, now you're, you're trying to look at, you know, now we have Scott Fitterer's press conference and you're really trying to think, okay, what's the analysis here? Like, what's the, you know, what are the, cause I'm also, I'm writing copy for everything that's going on the website, headlines, you know, bylines, subheads, you know, for all these videos and you're trying to figure out, okay, you know, what's the, you know, what is the, really the tone, you know, how are we projecting this? What's the, uh, the way that we're analyzing this? And I, I think that was such an interesting part of the afternoon was, you know, going through, okay, you know, it's it's this six-round pick this year, which is really just a gift because that was a comp pick. So mm-hmm. we weren't even expecting that anyway. And then you have a second and fourth next year. But then when you hear Scott Fitter talk about it, you know, now I'm sorry, going into a little analysis of it. But, you know, he talked about the optionality of, you know, now you're at eight with with all these different options, including getting a quarterback, trading back, you know, getting, you know, uh, defensive, offensive line, cornerback, all that kind of thing. So then you're trying to integrate all that into the the tone and kind of the perception of the things you're publishing, you know, because yeah. then you have, you know, six, seven, eight, nine NFL Network videos coming through with Kurt Warner and Judy Batista and all these people yeah. analyzing the stuff. And you're really trying to make sure that that's, um, you know, that that's going out at the right rate and all that stuff. So, yeah, it was it's just an, a whole afternoon, a whole day. And then you get all these people that are texting you like, oh, my God, Tim yeah. Darnold. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm sending out the push notification. Yeah. That is a really interesting, what you just said is is something that I went through on Monday night as well. And this might be just specific to, to the people in this room, but the fact that you said it, I don't know if you know anyone listening also understands this, but when you're so in it, and that's not to say we have any type of, of knowledge, but we're, you know, you're in the... You are in the the mix with with putting all of this stuff out and and writing and making sure you know it's going out concurrently with with what the social media team is doing and you're you're pulling all these clips that I found myself on Monday going okay what's the what's the hundred foot view of mm-hmm. this from everyone else because we are so embedded in Pantherland right. you know did did you find that as well it seems like that's what you're saying which is like. I'm making sure when I'm writing copy on everything that I not only have all the facts, I'm I'm seeing what other people are saying and and getting a sense of kind of the overall view from everyone else. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I all? think I think it certainly helped that you know that Scott Fitter, the GM, you know, spoke to kind of to set that on on Monday so that there were. Um, maybe not answers, but at least, you know, an approach to context, you, context. I mean, the, the context of this year's draft, the context of next year's season, the context of the QBs on the roster, you know, all, all of those things that um, that you, you kind of need that guidance from. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, certainly, yeah, within our bubble, we certainly know um, in general, you know, we saw all the trade rumors. We we know all the rumors that are getting tweeted at us every day. Yeah, before we've got the we've, we've got the Google alerts and Twitter right. alerts on. So you know, we certainly know all the things that are out there. And you know, it, honestly, like I thought this month could go any number of ways, mm-hmm. and and there's it still can. There's still mm-hmm. a number of other ways it can now go. But you know, you kind of prepare your mind a little bit to, okay, so what is this month with this 
this trade or this trade not happening or this draft pick happening and then this trade happening after that. You kind of look through all these scenarios that you know that you try to prepare for. Okay, what does this mean? And then what does this mean going forward? Mm-hmm. And I think all of a sudden it just kind of hits you on Monday. It's like, oh, this is it. This mm-hmm. is this is the scenario. And then you're kind of working back from there. Do you ever get a little? Uh, do you ever get butterflies in your stomach when you press send on a oh, gosh, push notification? Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Like I because I feel like you're so calm and collected, and I would be nervous to do that. Oh, you haven't seen me on days like that. Then I I close. I'm upstairs. I close the door. I put my phone. I put all my notifications on mute because I know that not only because you get distracted. Yeah, you got to focus in I'm, on the I'm thing that you're it, doing. I'm getting it with text. I'm getting it with like Bleacher Report, ESPN, like every single push that you're getting from everyone else. That's all happening. You know, knowing that you're just gonna get flooded. And so it's, yeah, it's having to kind of be calm. Like, there was a time when I used to, like, wear my Apple Watch during these things. And I my blood pressure was so high because I kept getting a bzz, 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 mm. bzz, bzz on, your, yeah, on your wrist. You gotta, I, I just took it and threw it against the wall because I, like, I can't handle it. Yeah. I do that sometimes. I don't think it quite compares because there have been a few times where I've been on the air, not in this job, where breaking news has happened. But if I'm doing – if we're doing a show or whatnot, like, I can't even – I try not to even look at my phone in a commercial break right. or whatever. Cause it, but sometimes we're getting like, so say we're doing a Panthers pregame show or the draft. There are things that that maybe you would say to me or, or Amy, our social media manager, that are important to getting on the air. This person has won a prize or whatnot. But you really have to separate those things where unless it's something like that, I really try not to look at my phone and distract myself even, the, even when the cameras are off because it does take you out of that mindset. Right. And so I can't imagine trying to press send on something and having – seven notifications on my wrist yeah. as I'm trying to make sure that I, like you said, put the apostrophe in the right place. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you kind of get used to knowing what's coming. And I think that that's been helpful. I think the first couple times that I did it, I was, you know, with Luke, I was unprepared for... Well, everyone was... Yeah, for uh, just, I mean, just in that moment. I remember where I was. You yeah. talked about where we were for this. Yeah. I remember as a fan, I was not, there was no inkling that I would ever work for the Panthers. I remember where mm-hmm. I was sitting on my couch in Chicago with my husband and and seeing that video. So yeah. I can't imagine what it was like to be a part of that and how could you be prepared? Right. I mean and they and they're not here today, but like you know, we've had Amy and Angela on this podcast before. Our and, amazing social right. media team. And, and I I think it's such a credit for them to be able to, you know, to pull these ideas together and to be able to execute them so well knowing that you know, hey, there's there's a lot of ways you can go with this. But let's be bold. Let's really lean into it, and let let's figure out ways that um, you know this content exists on its own. And I think that they did that on Twitter. So I mean, and, and Instagram and Facebook, like all the different platforms, they did it so well that there was like the secondary story behind the story of like, oh, did you see the way the Panthers did this on social media? It was incredible. It was awesome. As I said, I've I've been here for a year. It's almost my one year anniversary. A couple of days after, and I still. I'm like, gosh, I know those people. Like the creativity <laughs> comes out of their brains, and of course, we, you know, we have to include Daniel and Brandon and everyone who works to make that's those social media posts so incredible. Yeah. Um, it's it's really cool to see in action, and I didn't get to see it as much in action this time because we were all at home, right. which was like I said, <laughs> that's a that's bringing it full circle back to me as I always like to do. It was a. Uh, it was a different experience, but like you said, there's so many times where, certainly in, in your career here at the Panthers, 
that these things are ha- that these things happen and you have to be prepared for them. And then, of course, you have the added experience of of the last year having to work primarily from home. And so even though it's new and different every single time based on the situation, based on the trade, based on the player, at least none of that stuff was like in your way. Like you're just getting out all the things you have to do. It's not the fact that, I mean, you know how to communicate Mm -hmm. from home. We're all on Slack. Things are happening. And I just thought it was without having as much to do because we weren't doing interviews. It's, it's so cool to see the way that you guys seamlessly work together and get all this stuff out as soon as it's ready to be announced. It's really cool. It's organized chaos, but there's also kind of the there's like a shared heartbeat. I think even yeah. when oh, even yeah. when like you're not in the same room, when you're not right next to each other, you just you know what everyone else is doing, so that you know what you're doing, how that fits into what everyone else is doing. Yeah. So I, I think that's that's such a cool uh, kind of learned uh, organism. You know, it's not something that's natural, but you know, Experience. over over time, yeah, yeah. You, you build it with people, and I think that's a really special thing. Well, congrats to to Sam Darnold and the Panthers front office and Will. Great job! Like honestly, it was it was really cool to see all of you guys work together in concert to get all that stuff out. How Speaks. quickly did you leave the golf course? Oh, uh, so I was. Did you break into a run? <laughs> I didn't break into a run. So I was working my way up from my nine iron, and I was on my seven. So I still had you know what maybe forty fifty balls. Maybe 30, 40 balls. So you, I was. Just, you just give them to somebody? Yeah, I, I got the text and I, I pulled out my driver. I'm like, let me just whack a couple. Just what? <laughs> Adrenaline. Yeah, and, and they were horrible. Like, I can't hit my driver oh, yeah. anyway, but oof. And then I'm just like, all right, enough of that. And then <laughs> yelled to the guy over there. I'm like, these are all yours, man. I got to go. And he kind of looked at me. I'm like, I'm serious. I got to go. <laughs> Take them. He's like, what just yeah, happened? Who, who leaves the driving range? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we have got Jake DeLome joining us to break down the Sam Darnold trade. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. Jake Delome, this is a this is an honor because while Jake and I have, have done a lot of stuff together, and Will, you worked with Jake back when you were an intern. We've never had him on the Happy Half Hour podcast. I mean, usually, you know, it's only big time stuff, Jake and Jordan. So this is this is exciting, Jake. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely, I. Um... You know, my agent had to pull some strings. Uh, I didn't want. I didn't want to do. You were this trying to get out of, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, the quality that Jordan and I bring week in and week out is second to none. That's why we're, you know, award winning. So, I uh, I will try to uh, do my best uh, today well, to we, see if I can keep that up. We appreciate you gracing us with your presence. I mean, I think the obvious question is just, what do you think of the trade for for Sam Darnold? What was your first reaction when you saw the news? You know, I always thought in my mind, um, because of where we were picking at and kind of it was evident we were in the market for a, for a quarterback and, you know, speculation about Matt Stafford. And, you know, uh, you hear some things about Deshaun Watson and, and with that situation, you knew that was kind of an untouchable situation um, right now. So you just kind of wondered what was going to happen there. Um, and uh, listen. I like it. I really and truly do. I, I think this is an uber talented kid that just a few years ago 
Um, you know, he was, a, he was a top three pick and uh, he's so young. Um, I just think a change of scenery can do wonders. Um, and I do like what we can put around him talent wise. Um, and then yet we, we have a draft where we pick eighth. Um, we have second, third round picks. So who knows uh, what other pieces we can add. But uh, I think this is a, um, I think this is a win-win honestly for both organizations. Um, and if it works out for us, it's, it's, it's a home run. It, it truly, it truly is. You're getting someone like I keep saying, so young, so talented, was very, that was an awkward situation he was in in New York. Mm. So a breath of fresh air for him. I think he'll embrace it. It certainly looks that way. Uh, a little video that I saw of him, I guess, in his home or whatnot with the panther hat and the panther balloons and yeah. things like that. So um, I think you're going to get someone who, extremely hungry. Um, it's not, not to say that he was never hungry because word is this kid was beloved. And he worked his tail off. He fought through injuries. Um, and, and really, it was not a good situation in New York uh, the, the whole way around. So fresh start uh, and, and very excited about it. Jake, I promise I'm going to let Will speak at some point. But I do want to ask this question because it's, it's something I've been wanting to ask someone who would know and who better than you. When you are a quarterback going to a new team and you're coming in with, with new coaches, what's that like? Well, listen, my first six years in New Orleans, um, you know, undrafted. So really had, you know, um, I, there wasn't much expectation, I know, for me. And then we had two coaching staffs, one in New Orleans the first three years. And then uh, Jim Hazlitt came in and Mike McCarthy was the offensive coordinator. Um, and that's when really and truly my eyes opened up to NFL play, how to prepare, Um and, and, and a true offseason, a quarterback school offseason that Mike, something that the West Coast offenses used to do way back when and something Mike used to expand on. And that was huge for me. And it was great. And then I leave there, come to Carolina, run a completely different system than what we ran uh, in New Orleans. And you're around you get to learn more. You, you get to be around new coaches, uh, a new staff and new players and. It just it was a great fit for me. I know it was awesome for me to be able to do that. Um, I don't want to use the word breath of fresh air because I really I enjoyed my time in New Orleans and I learned a great deal. But uh, I was able to come into a place and get a new mindset, I guess you could say, with a head coach like John Fox um, and then Dan Henning, you know, someone who has multiple Super Bowl rings um, and just Dan's mindset. Then Mike McCoy, the quarterback coach, was very young. Uh, at the time, only a couple of years older than me. Mike had a, a West Coast background and then changed um, when he was in Carolina with Dan. And it just it all worked. And I know it was it was it was it was great. It was uh, mm. fantastic for me. And I'm hoping the same for Sam. Yeah, Jake, I mean, with with Joe Brady being so young, I mean, I think there's there's some comparisons there with, you know, coming to coming to this place. You know, Obviously, um, yeah. you know, you, you have Teddy Bridgewater still on the roster right now. Uh, but, you know, with with Sam coming in, you know, going from a New York market, people talk about that as if, you know, like New York is really kind of this pressure cooker. You know, obviously you, you played in Houston and Cleveland as well. But do, do you really do you still feel like that's the case in terms of the difference between playing in Charlotte or playing in New York? Yeah, I really and truly believe that. And listen, that is just, you know, it's same thing with the Philadelphia type of situation and any uh, New York situation, even Dallas. I mean, the 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 the. Media and I say the word pressures 
listen, there's pressures when you play any professional sport because you're getting paid. So the media deserves the right to be objective and critical of you um, because you're getting paid handsomely. And and this is a business. Um, But I just think that whole situation and a lot had to do with the head coach with Adam. Uh, That was a I don't even want to say a love-hate relationship with the media there. It was a a hate-hate relationship with the New York media and Adam. And I just think that played into uh, everything with Sam. Um, And so you're going to come to Charlotte. Um, I truly believe this community will embrace him. This team will embrace him. Uh, The talent on the roster is probably the most talent he would have ever had uh, around him. Uh, And a fresh approach. You know, Matt Rule came in and – uh, really kind of change things up. And, you know, there's a singular voice to me from the outside looking in that, hey, Matt's in charge. Um, and he has a way of building a team. And you saw a, a team in Carolina that I don't know how um, overly talented we were last year, but a team that just played in every game and went down to the wire in every game and just fought and scratched and clawed. And um, I think you'll see a big jump with the youth on this team. And, it's 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 the perfect marriage, it would seem, with a, a young kid. And con- contractually, when you look at it, gosh, it's it's pretty darn good if, mm-hmm. if this guy hits. You know, it's 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 uh, it's very rewarding. Right. You know, you, they talk about the rookie contracts. You know, Darnold's going to be in his his fourth year, and then the potential for you know that fifth year option. So yeah, you you have that 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 QB on the rookie contract, and then you know you're looking at at, at what you can do from there. I, I, one of the things that we're going to be talking about this week is uh, the kind of Kevin Bacon of the NFL. Do, do you know that you shared a teammate with Sam Darnold? I do, and uh, I shared I shared a couple of teammates with Sam Darnold. Um, let's see how good you are. Uh, oh, can oh, you man. name them? I, I, so I was going with Josh McCown, and there was also a guy who was pretty darn good in Carolina that was in New York for a little bit. Oh, Ryan Khalil. Ryan Khalil. That's right. L-O-U-S-C alum. So, yeah, uh, I did share a couple. And and matter of fact, I did speak with Josh about Sam uh, not long after this trade uh, occurred. And there was glowing remarks from Josh uh, because I believe uh, Sam was a rookie when Josh was with him, if uh, I remember correctly. So, uh, yeah. So a couple of teammates. And I do know Ryan thinks very highly of Sam. And I think uh, Ryan understood the whole dynamic with the media and with the head coach and that that kind of uh situation that was going on um in in new york so one thing before i let you go and this is kind of a a a wider view of the nfl right now so i saw a stat out there that this is the first time that there's five quarterbacks who are all drafted in the top three that are going to be with different teams this year jared goff carson wentz mitchell Trubisky, matt stafford and now sam darnold what do you think about the way that the NFL has kind of changed in terms of uh, the the way that quarterbacks kind of are moving around now? Well, I think there's a couple of things. One, it goes to show you uh, we're picking eighth, and we're not so sure if one of these quarterbacks would be available to us mm-hmm. uh, at eight. So because it's a quarterback's league, and I think, you know, maybe some of these quarterbacks 10 years ago, they would be first round picks, but they, some would be number 10. Some could be number 12. Some could be number 30 in the first round. Whereas now if a team doesn't can, if they don't think they have one, 
it's it's a free for all. They, I mean, they're trying to get these kids in the top five. Just take the quarterbacks off the board, and and hopefully one of them one of them works. So it just goes to show you it's an inexact science to picking a quarterback. And I think a, a foundation around a young quarterback, a, a good football team, a, a solid head coach, and uh, just maybe more so kind of chemistry positivity uh, plays a huge factor in that because all these young kids. They're so young and they're being traded to other teams and certain teams have given up on them. And we're, we're seeing these quarterbacks can play for ages. Yeah. Uh, you know, Matt Stafford gets traded and he's, you know, 33 or 34. That's still young. That's still extremely young in, in quarterback in quarterback year. So to get a 23 year old, um, really, it's a you just you're looking for sunny sunny days ahead and i think that's kind of where Pan the carolina panthers are at in in, uh, in regards to this trade awesome well jake thanks for for taking your time and, and hopping on our podcast today we're we're very happy that we can now compete with jordan and jake <laughs> well I, I i appreciate it hopefully i uh you know i brought that same level of uh of quality to this podcast um that that jordan and i bring each and every week so uh no it was a pleasure to be on i yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. It is always so great to talk to our buddy, Jake. We are right here on the Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins and Will. Mr. Jenkins told me that the Panthers make him proud and he is honored to support the team. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. All right, we got to end with the weird question of the week. But before that, you have a, a very important update from yeah, the beginning so, of the show. So, yeah, from the beginning of the show, I was talking about Josh McCown. The Panthers traded for him in 2008. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as we talked to Jake, Jake played with McCown here. McCown played with Darnold in New York. So I did confirm he was with Darnold in 2018. So, Josh McCown is the Kevin Bacon of the NFL. Six degrees. You know, it's funny because I, I think you mentioned this to me on this podcast, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe if not on the podcast, in one of our conversations where Thomas Davis, who recently retired, has that career-spanning arc as well where mm -hmm. he was you know, such a great player and had such a great career that he really played with some of the, uh, the older guys, as, especially on that defense, and then – you know, guys like Shaq as well. Right. So he's another one of those Josh McCown guys where it really the career spans two real generations of, of football players. And hopefully with, with Thomas retiring here in Charlotte, we'll be hearing a lot more from him in the last in the next couple of years, right? No, stay tuned. Maybe. <laughs> Potentially. Um, all right, it's time for the weird question of the week. So as we were just bragging on our coworkers on the social team, they had this awesome picture of Sam Darnold as Hey Arnold with mm -hmm. the Hey Darnold. Um, uh, that's what it said on the picture. They even had like the chin hair. It said move it football head. It was incredible. It was absolutely amazing. So in honor of that, what are your top three cartoon shows of all time? Will, go first. Uh, Doug. I, I'm not surprised at all. Just, just Doug? You are Doug. I, you I are am, Doug. You I are am Doug. Doug. I am Doug. <laughs> It's Doug. And, that's, and there's no others? I mean, there are others, <laughs> but Doug takes such a pantheon in my mind because it happened at this point in life where you're just so, uh, you know, like when that age when just everything that happens in those ages just means everything for forever. And then you look at it now and it's kind of like, eh. But, you know, at that time, it just made such an impression. And so, It yes, is a great show. Doug. The one, the Doug is on my list as well, Matt. I don't know if it's on yours. It is not on mine, but I did enjoy Might be it. too as a young. Um, why were there two Dougs? Do you remember Patty Mayonnaise yeah. had different hair? And, yeah. like, one was on the one Disney channel. Doug, like, Doug grows up. 
or whatever. Was it? No, I think it was just regular Doug. But I think it was like it was the Disney one versus the Nick one. Yes. So yeah, it, it changed a little bit. I didn't really watch much of the second. Which version. your did your Patty mayonnaise have longer hair or like a like no, a like very the, short the short the OG Doug? That You're talking about the one with her hair's Doug. like this. Yeah. There's one where she has like like your haircut right now. Right. I think that was the second. That was the Disney Doug. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, OG Doug. All right. Doug. Quail man. Um. All right, so he's only got Doug. Matt, where are you going? For number three, I'd probably put SpongeBob. I watched that too much as a kid. SpongeBob is great. It's just wholesome, and my dad used to watch it with me, Mm -hmm. and I don't know. It's just a special place in my my childhood. I watched that for a long time growing up. That's great. You you go with the rest of them? Oh, yeah. Uh, Very different, but I'd probably say Rick and Morty Uh is up there. I've enjoyed that a lot these last few years. And then I don't know if this counts as a cartoon. It is a cartoon, but Dragon Ball Z was like, my lifeblood yeah, as a kid. I've watched yeah. that. Even now, I watch that every now and then. That's just like my favorite. <laughs> That's really good. I um now that we're including adult cartoons, I did not. I should have put The Simpsons in there somewhere. Mm, I love Simpsons, Family Guy. Yeah, and Archer. Yeah, grew, <laughs> but I grew up watching The Simpsons. My but brother. This, this is a family family podcast. Yeah, family yeah. podcast. Um, but I'm going to say uh, Doug is definitely on my list. Hey Arnold is my number one. I actually, as an adult, I remember doing a tournament at Barclays. For Thanksgiving, and it was the like the Doug. Mo- I mean, excuse me, the Hey Arnold movie came out recently. This was like oh. three years ago, yeah. and as soon as I got back from the tournament that I was working, I sat down and was like, "All right, where? What channel is Nickelodeon in my Brooklyn hotel? Because I have to watch the Hey Arnold movie. I absolutely loved it. Um, I'm gonna just throw one more out quickly. It's number two on my list. Matt, you might be too young for this. Well, I don't know. Did you watch Recess? Yeah. Like on one else. Saturday morning? Oh, it was my that show was cool. favorite. They I made loved Recess. Towards the end of the show's run, which was probably my first exposure to it. I think they made I need to go. Movie. Yeah, it was like in theaters. Yeah. A lot. Yes. That's, so I watched the movie and then I was like, well, I got to go watch this cartoon. They had like the tires. Like, remember the tire yeah. fort like under the playground? That was really cool. That was a good show. All right. I digress. But that is the point <laughs> of the Weird Question of the Week. Well, I would suggest checking it out. It's, it's a cool show. Recess? Recess. Okay. All right, that's going to do it for us on the Happy Half Hour Podcast. Uh, Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Sam Darnold. We'll see you next time. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.